We're back. Oh, look out, Green Lagoon. Guess who's in town? Some some people. I don't know. It's us. Oh, we're back. We're, we're back. We are back. But we're back in the Green Lagoon? Yes. Oh. That's, yes. Oh, we're back <laughs> in the Green Lagoon. Look out, people. We're in town. <laughs> Welcome to the Ex-Wife Podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm Justin. And uh, new comics are back. New Krakoa comics. New Krakoan comics Krakoan comics are back. And we're excited to have them. Mm-hmm. I missed them. I'll yeah. be honest. Yeah. I, I liked diving into that retcon. Yeah, I mean, that was fun. I, I did also miss doing those kind of episodes. So. I got a couple more ideas. Good. Oh, I got tons of ideas, girl. <laughs> okay. But also, I got... <laughs> also, I got a cold, if you can hear it. Figure I'll just announce that now. If you're just like, get what? it out of the way. What's Why wrong does Justin, Justin sound voice? weird? I'm sick, y'all. But I got some news, too. All right. We had Rhode Island Comic Con this past weekend. Yes, we did. It was great. Mm-hmm. I was working at the con and was with Walter Emanuel Jones, the OG Black Power Ranger. Mighty Morphin Power Ranger. Which was just all sorts of nostalgia flashback. Really cool guy. Mm-hmm. Got to hang out with him all weekend. And Blake Foster, who played the Bloop Ranger on Power Rangers Turbo. Oh, Power Rangers Turbo, not the OG. Which I didn't I didn't watch Turbo. No, me either. I fell off after the I think the second movie, Lord Zed. I don't know where I fell off. I mean, I may have revisited the timeline because I was working with the Black Power Ranger. That checks out. That and tracks. also, also watched the toys that made us mm, over the last yes. couple of days while being sick. The Mighty Morphin Power Ranger episode was one of my favorites. Speaking of toys. Toys. I got in the full Age of Apocalypse wave. If you saw it on our Instagram, very excited. He's just got news all over the place. I, I really do have like. Five different news items. Oh, okay. I mean, that's three of them. Toys That Made Us was on it. Okay. Age of Apocalypse Wave. On it. On it. We saw Eternals. Yes, we did. It was good. I liked it. I liked it. I thought it was a good build of a new world. <laughs> we sound like we're we're being like threatened with a Like, you liked it, right? No, I mean, I feel like a lot of response was people didn't like it. Yeah, I think a lot of people are like, it's not what I always get from the MCU, which everybody, when you watch the MCU movies, always so says, many people Everything's say, the same. it's the formula, it's the same thing, repeat it. <laughs> like, well, what do you want? You can't make the people Do you happy. want the same thing? Do you want different things? Do you want a love story? Do you want superheroes? I thought it was good. I, was I have a statement to make. Oh, shoot. If you haven't seen it, I guess earmuffs or like... 30 seconds skip, but I think they were wrong as far as who the strongest Eternal was. And I think Thena was the strongest Eternal. She's the only one who killed that thingy. I can't remember what it's called. De- Deviant. Deviant. She's the only one that could kill that talking Deviant. Yeah, but she wasn't in control of herself. But she was. I'm not going to argue with it, you. I have my opinion. She is the strongest eternal. All right. The cool. end. Cool. <laughs> Next news. Wow. New title announcement this week. Oh, really? You saw it. 
I Secret X Men. Secret X Men. Yeah, it's a one shot coming oh, out in yeah, February. I did see it. It's all. It's with all the second stringers. Non. With all the people who didn't get their votes enough to be in the real X Men, they're the Secret X Men. Yep. Yep. They're basically I, the. I, Got there eventually. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Made I a was, sentence. Like, do I jump in? Do you need help? Tag me in. Like, where, where are you at? So the people that did not win the election, they are all on their own team doing their own mission, led by Cannonball and Sunspot, which is an interesting choice to lead. But I think that's also because they're operating in Shi'ar space mm. for their mission, which, come on, it's like they listen to the world when I'm getting a space story with Cannonball and Sunspot. It's just a one shot. That's my one downside. Oh, no. When the Shi'ar Empire faces an unexpected threat, they must call upon the X-Men. Team co-captain Sunspot and Cannonball will lead Marrow, Tempo, Forge, Banshee, Strong Guy, Armor, and Boom Boom on a dangerous mission to save a figure of paramount importance, the daughter of Professor X and Empress of the Shi'ar, Zandra. Wait, the daughter? He's got another kid? Yeah, you knew that. Maybe. Maybe not. I He's not actually, not actually his kid by, like, Childbearing means, but by genetic Ugh. creation. And it was very un it was unsure whether or not he was aware of Zandra being his daughter or being the Oh, because Okay. Lalandra. Lalandra. Zandra. Jiminy Crickets. Written by Teeny Howard with art by Francesco Mobley. And that epic cover by Lionel Francis Yu. That cover is dope. Yeah. It's it's literally like, hey, all the... I mean, Lionel Francis Yu used to be the main artist on X-Men. Coming back. Coming back for this coming cover. Coming back strong. Which I like. I like Lionel Francis Yu's art. But I'm very excited about that. February 9th. It's a one shot. One shot. One and done. Is there any more news, sir? That's all the news. That's all the news for yous. <laughs> You just went real Rhode Island. But that's all the news for you. That's all you news, that's you guys. That's all you get, you guys. You guys. Hey, we're going to talk about your comics now, your, com your funny books. Yeah, we're going to talk about X-Men Green. Yeah. X-Men Unlimited number 10 and 11 because we skipped last week. Because Alicia didn't do her homework. Potanch. As well as. For sure, 100. Excalibur number 25. And, and Hellions number 17. Yep. All right, X-Men Green. Wah, 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 wee, wah. Yeah. So we are reading our sixth and seventh installment of X-Men Green, issues 10 and 11 of X-Men Unlimited, for those keeping track at home. It's your girl right on the front, though, strutting her stuff. Walking right into that gate, Emma Frost. Emma, Emma, get it, get it. Emma, Emma Frost. But she is mad. Yeah, well, all right. So I like these two issues, but this one, this part, I'm like, what? Yeah, it was a little bit like, whoa, 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 what is happening? Serve for the wrongful death of someone committed by someone else. So is it just because she's on the council? I think it's just because she's like a representative right. of Krakoa. Which does it just doesn't make sense. That she is not she is not the murderer. So it's like, is Krakoa being served? Emma Frost herself is not being served. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. That's, That's not how crazy. law works. Plus, we're in Manhattan. Man was killed in Las Vegas. I looked this up. He gets stabbed with the scissors in Las Vegas. Was this lawyer guy? Was this guy just hanging out in Times Square? Just waiting for someone to come through a gate. I First think. mutant to come through a gate was like, hey, you, you got served. served. Yeah. Or maybe because like Emma is 
the figurehead of the business side of things. She's the one who got the papers. Yeah, but like you run the business, so you do. It's your fault. That's pretty much how business works. Yeah, but it's a country, not a business. Mm -hmm. They're two separate entities. I don't know. Anyway, she comes back. She's like, boys, handle this. Throws it down on the council table. She's like, Magneto, Charles, get to it. And Charles lays the mind whammy on Nature Girl, but he can't control Curse. Which is insane. I know. And not only can he not control Curse, but Curse can manipulate him from this distance. I was like, whoa. Curse is. Her power is more and more interesting. A lot. Yeah. Sauron had some time to shine. Oh, Sauron. Everybody starts fighting. Finally, Wolverine shows up. I mean, he was walking there from miles and miles away. Yeah. States over. And he's like, I'm here for business to be continued. Yeah. But hey, we got part two right here. And look at that. It's part two. X-Men Unlimited number 11. Our fight continues as Wolverine tries to put them in timeout. Oh my God. Yelling at these girls. When Curse is like, I hope you don't miss. And then oh, Wolverine God. just stabs himself. Stabs himself. Yeah. So she can control Wolverine too. She's very powerful. Sauron and Black Bomba turning each other on with their intelligence and hypnotism. But there was something. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it was in the first one. It was just kind of like an aside they had of like, they're going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then it was like, a, oh, hold up. Time, time out. What's going on with those kids? What? Anyway, Nature Girl goes in, blows up the plant. Nature and... Girl's still going through ch-ch-ch-changes. Yeah, she suits up in this, what, pyro fire retardant suit, and she's blowing up the entire place. Wolverine brings down, because like, Curse and Sauron basically team up and They're fly like, away. Bye. And there's one interesting part of doing good things negatively affects curse which yeah. come on i'm more and more interested yeah about who like, this person is i always is. feel bad when i do the good ones nose starts bleeding and soren's like it's fun to be bad it's don't fun. worry it's, fun it's to cool be bad. let's go be bad together but wolverine brings him back down lights out punch to the face <laughs> with a tease for next issue the trial of x-men green yeah yay another trial what's gonna happen in these two I don't know, but if they don't put them in the pit, justice for Sabretooth. I, I would wholeheartedly agree. Maybe that's a reason why he gets out. There's another There's another moment in one of the other issues, I think, that I also wrote. Oh, yeah, in Hellions. I also, in my notes, wrote justice for Sabretooth. Someone else needs to be in the pit. That's all I'm going to say right now. Well, let's get into that because... I feel like I feel like they're going to go in the pit or something's going to happen because especially now Wolverine's bringing them both in. Yeah, they're in trouble. But does Curse escape because nobody can control her? I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. know. Anyway, first up. Excalibur. Number 25. This is a Flights. cool cover. It is a cool cover. The matchup, the background, the dropping perspective. It was a great issue overall. I really enjoyed this issue and previously really enjoyed the last issue. I know I've continuously given Excalibur a hard time, but everything is out there and working together now. And I'm really excited about it. It took us a little bit to get there, but I'm super into where we are. Hmm. I, I know you've always backed That's Excalibur. That's not why I just, I'm not going to say that I didn't enjoy this issue, Ooh. but it's not my favorite. Interesting. Any and with that... Any particular reason why, or will we find out soon enough? Um, 
you know, you always said Excalibur's the Betsy show and I didn't feel that way. And this time I felt like it was a little bit the Betsy show. Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, it was the Betsy show. Not even as bad of an offender as previous issues, but other people still had some things to do. Yeah. And it it made sense because this actually. All right, let's get into it. (laughs) Page dirt noise. We got our bar memories. You know, as much as I liked it, I I call this out as suspect immediately while I'm reading it. End of last issue, they were in this huge all-out battle with Arthur's forces. And now we're at the bar in the Green Lagoon on a date while the battle's raging on. Like, what, what is going on here? Not a single clue. I literally read the first few pages of this issue and thought to myself... I really can't wait to get to the title page where they give me a recap because I feel <laughs> like I've missed something. Right. And and even they go through Maggie's recap and it's still like, why did you leave? Why did you go back to Krakoa? Why are you at the bar chilling when there's this all out war raging in guy? other world? Tom, th- these are the strike teams. Yeah, but who is he? <laughs> Am I supposed to know? I mean, I so- thought that. Pete Wisdom was part of Strike. Yeah, so Pete Wisdom is the person that resurrected the other members of Strike in a previous issue. These are those members that he resurrected. Okay, but I don't know who this man is. This is Tom Lennox. I can read. He dated Betsy at a time when they were both members of the side division of Strike. Pete Wisdom actually was never a member with any of these people. He was later on in their time, but brought them all together through the resurrection, the glory and the grace of the five. The glory and the grace of the primes. Okay. Oh, well, anyway. Anyway, yeah. This really epic visuals intercut with this bar scene as Tom is trying to rekindle an old flame, capture the paradise of Krakoa, right? So I call it my best girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So he was a member of Britain's Strike side division with Betsy. They dated a solid editor's note of where you could find out more. Um, really, only you have to have that trade paperback to be able to look it up. It'd be great if it was accessible on Marvel Unlimited. I looked. It's not. <laughs> so I just had to Google around. Bessie's a little distracted, though. Because she's staring down Quanon. That woman you keep watching, is she a friend of yours? It's very complicated. We did an episode about it, Tom. You should just listen to the episode. <laughs> Recom Wrangler, Psylocke Edition is great. <laughs> Don't worry. Things have been kind of cleared up since then, but apparently not because we're still making eyes at each other. here's the thing. Here's my question. Yes. If he dated Betsy when they were both on this team, did she not have Conan's body at that point? No, she did not. Because this was before she was, this was before she was even a member of the X-Men. All right. Fine. (laughs) Explained, but it doesn't matter because all the the gang's all here. Gang's all here. You go take care of your Brit and I'll take care of mine. This really sets up a strike mission. Yeah, but it doesn't happen here. It doesn't happen here, and we've only got one issue left of that we know about. Of Excalibur. That we know about, right? Because there's no clarity as to what happens on the other side. And the cover of Excalibur 26 looks like an inverse of the cover of Excalibur number one. Like, is Which this is kind of a book ending thing. End of it? Are we? There's no annual announce like there is for Marauders. There's no new creative team like there is for Marauders. Uh-oh. Just too many loose ends. Too many. There it is. I do, I do love that image of Betsy changing into her armor. 
Yes. That is cool. cool. Yeah, there it is. There's that title page. Enemy of Man. Come Fate into the List. Written by Teeny Howard. Art by Marcus Toe. Color art by Eric Arseniega. Letters by Joe Caramagna. Getting into it. This whole sequence. I love it. Is hysterical. I love it. There's Saturn. She's Spider-Man. The toys play by play by Maggie recapping all of last Maggie, issue. Like Merlin, she's something else. Merlin Maggie. is the frog in the hat. <laughs> what about these towers? Well, those are siege towers. They're building defenses. They're building an attack. He's laying it out. They're making a plan. And they're talking Jamie about Jamie has to stay behind. Yeah, he can't come. Jamie can't come with us. He's got to protect the castle. And destroy the gate behind you. That's some desperate actions. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's too much left at stake. There's, there's too much going on. I'm going to be, you can't do this to me. You're right? amped up. I'm, I'm so amped up because I really have enjoyed these last two issues. And I feel like there's not going to be enough closure in the final of well, what maybe, we know of. Maybe what's going to happen is you're not going to get closure. You're going to get scatterings of things, which then lead to other t- titles and other stories. That's what I'm thinking. All right, then calm down. I can't. I can't. I can't. I'm revved up. I've been sleeping for three days. Mama's got spies, as Maggie says. <laughs> the captains are sending her updates, but they're exhausted because they're out battling yeah, because while you're at the bar. Break. They were like, oh. Gonna, we're just we'll we'll go back we're gonna nurse we'll our come wounds back later you got this peace merlin is casting a spell a big one so move fast just get out there just get out there fix it otherwise spilled drinks will happen ah the spill the juice she kicks over the table oh don't spill juice i'd love that i <laughs> thought that was so funny adorable adorable so we got merlin's magic versus excalibur and the core Merlin is unmaking the Citadel's magic as they ready to attack. So King Arthur and his forces are readying to attack while Merlin is locked away doing this unknown yeah, like magic. like in a weird little cage. Yeah. Cannot be disturbed. They even, they even bring up, you know, we have an opportunity to strike. Do we do it now? No, we can't. Merlin's got the plan. I'm following Merlin. He's the guy. Shadowstar and Bay. Bringing the backup for the priestesses. Team up. The weapons are there to kill the captains, the Captain Burton Corps. Mm-hmm. Which they didn't think that. They thought that they were going to use that for the, the Citadel itself. To actually just be killing the Captain Burton Corps. No, and we, have, then we have to get out of here. Betsy's like, nah, we can't let the Captain Burton Corps die, so right. we got to go. We need you. It's like, Well, we need the, the Citadel, don't we? No, nope. we need you all. And Merlin's spell has been launched anti-magic he's turned off their magical defenses and saturn and her saturn saturnine Saturnine. i'll never get it (laughs) sometimes i do but it's fine yep i blame my dyslexia sure i read it as saturn when i read it in my head anyway she's just chilling in her milk bath (laughs) (laughs) honestly what is this sexy boudoir photos um yeah The team shot, though. The team lineup shot at the top of that next page. That's nice. I love it. Marcus and Eric, always doing great work. They've been pretty sure, I'd have to go back and double check, but I'm pretty sure they've been the art team this entire run. Yeah, the art for Excalibur has always been pretty consistent. Always consistent as to who it is, which I think is amazing for a run that's been this long. Mm -hmm. 
Maybe not for some of the Ten of Swords issues, but that all blends together. I don't. I couldn't tell you what happened in which issue, except for the Marauders issue with Storm, and some of the X Men stuff. Anyway, Shatterstar figures it out faster than anyone else. Captain Britain's power comes from the Citadel. So if the Citadel doesn't have magic, Betsy will not have the powers of Captain Britain. But she's still a mutant fool. Yes. Excellent chance to remind us she doesn't need those powers. She's never needed those powers. And this is what a lot of Betsy Braddock fans have been like, hey, why -hmm. is she so unsure of herself and kind of weak? But these these two pages. This image of her just like basically... I'm assuming in her underwear. Yeah. Just no Captain Britain suit, hair flowing, sword in hand. You're Arthur. King Arthur? How stupid the legends are. You're just a man. Yes. And you've forgotten why you fear my kind. Yes. Let me just grab your head and show you. Psychic butterflies for days, too. A symbol that people have been missing throughout this run and we see it a handful of times throughout this issue, mm-hmm. leaning into her mutant power and her fighting skills. So is that her mutant power or is that Conan's mutant power? Or they have the same mutant power? I mean, that's a gray area, but she, Betsy, has always had the psychic butterfly. That has been something since before she was in Conan's body. Got it. That was something that, and she was called Psylocke. She had the little eyes and the butterfly, and she would talk to people telepathically. Okay. Either way, she's killing it here. But it seems to have been lost or kind of just doubled that they have very similar powers. Mm. Or, and now, you know, because as we'll get to see in Hellions, Kanan is using the, the focus totality of my power, the, the knife that mm-hmm. is known by Psylocke, Ninja Psylocke. Yeah. Betsy's giving him the business. That she is. The team is trying to take Saturnine and get her to safety. Intercut with Betsy laying down the law of what's to come. Like hopefully breaking some of the hold that Merlin has on Arthur. Because we haven't actually been confirmed that, but it's been teased. It seems like he's under some kind of spell. Right. The last handful of issues before this arc that Arthur was in a cage, all influenced by Merlin's magic. But Jamie just throws her off the dragon. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That moment. Jamie. Yes. You explicit word madman. Honestly, some of these some of these images, like, are they are they falling in love? Like Betsy and Saturnine, something going on here? Because it's I this one. I hope not. It's this one. And it's, it's towards the end, too. And I'm like, what's going on? What's here? I think it's just a beautiful. They're just making gorgeous lines. They just have gorgeous lines, you know, like. Look at her. She, Saturnine's like, she's doing ballroom dance poses over there. She's yeah. a nice line, Swept nice extension up. of her arm. Yeah. I mean, I guess I can see what you're saying, but I'm not here for that. Shogo. That girl's too manipulative. Yeah, I would agree with that. But, I mean, she's always had a thing for Captain Britain. It's fine. I'm not saying that she can't have a thing for Captain Britain. I'm saying Captain Britain can't have a thing for her. She doesn't like her. It's true. She doesn't. That's not been a thing at all throughout this run. They've actually hated each other. But Shogo tearing a trench through reality, right? Because Dragonfire mm-hmm. melts reality in Otherworld as Jamie's trying to hold it all together. Another reminder from Bay that Shogo has a journey ahead of him, that he mm-hmm. can't control his powers here. He doesn't know the full extent of what he's doing or what he's able to do. 
Merlin's not having it. He's not done. Yeah, we drove him out of the Citadel. Not enough. This is not a win, people. Burying him. Send them deep, deep down. Yeah. They fall into the unknown and awake in the Sea of Secrets. The Sea of Secrets. Is this what you're talking this about? This is exactly what I'm talking about. Like, but oh, look yeah. at Betsy. She's covering her face. Because this is like about last night. Um, what do we do? Like, <laughs> sea of Secrets, Saturnine. I don't know. Oh, no. I've been Lord. here before and will be here a while. So why don't I finally keep my promise and tell you the story of how I took that citadel from Merlin? Which has to tie into how they take it back or yes. at least what they try to do in the last issue. I feel like that's got to be the focus of the next issue. Mm-hmm. And then, Or at least one part of it because we need, if there's only need, one more, we need more than that. We need more than that because that's only one of the many threads that's left on a cliff. Cliffhanging. Yeah. Yeah. Because I thought, I thought it was funny. All these cliffhangers and they're literally falling off a cliff into the Sea of Secrets. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, that was interesting. And then possibly the best use of data pages from Excalibur in a long time, if not the entire run, these two depicting the map of Otherworld and Merlin's influence. Mm. As we see how much is under his control. It's creeping. He's creeping in dangerous territory. What do you think? I like the issue. And, and I like it better, I guess, now that we're talking about it. it. I think when I first finished it, I was a little bit maybe channeling what you were talking about that like there's so much left unanswered. And so I was like, wait, what? I didn't get any answers in this. But it did progress, obviously, the story. And it was very action packed. And it was good. Yeah, I just feel like it's been seeding so much throughout the entire run that I'm like, okay, well, what happens now? Like, I, I want to know the next one. I want to yeah, know. Yeah, you're just getting hooked on Excalibur and they're going to take it away from you. I know. And that's not, honestly, all right. So if you then look back at the full run, so many people that I've talked to bailed on Excalibur, dropped it from their pull list. Foolish. Okay, but <laughs> foolish maybe. But if you cannot hook me, if I don't want to keep reading by issue 12, by issue 6, if we're being honest, then it's not doing its job as an engaging story. No, you know, maybe if, it's if just I'm, not for you because I always wanted to keep reading. If I have to commit to the long haul for the big payoff for a full 24 to 26, you know, what, we're getting 26 by the end? That's huge. And I mean, Tini also co-wrote Ten of Swords, big event that brought in a lot more narrative potential through the Iraqi. Mm-hmm. So many cliffhangers. What's I, the Krakoan? I want to say both both of these Krakoans. I was I was proud but a little little freaked out. I translated both of these Krakoans without no, no key. Without the key, just by looking at it. Otherworld falls. Oh snap. Uh, oh snap. That's dangerous. That's a dangerous little So I got a couple questions for you. Okay, hit me with them. What does this spin off into? Right? Because there's no there's too many threads and setups. Not even we haven't even the strike team could potentially connect to Britain and Ruben and Ark, right? Angry ambassadors against Krakoa. Mm-hmm. But there's so much left. Like, is it a strike title? Is it a Captain Britain Corps title? Is it Exiles? Why are you asking me the question if you're going to answer the question? Those are my thoughts. Well, how... <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? There's going to be a strike title. There's going to be a Captain Britain Court title. Those are my first two thoughts, to be completely honest. And then my second one is there's going to be um, a trio 
of Bay, Shatterstar, and Shogo. And they're going to just be training him. And Richter will make an appearance from here to the, here and there. But it'll be them training him how to be a dragon. Hmm. With the on Honoraco. Honoraco? Interesting. Because Honoraco is going to be the secret to taking down Merlin. Hmm. What about... Where does mutant magic get furthered? Is that in one of those three? Is that its no, own? Is, what do you mean? Mutant magic has been like a core concept throughout this entire run. Like finding our magic. We've never had roots to set down to be able to find our magic. I thought that was always in reference to Krakoa. Yes. So it'll continue in Krakoa. Well, that was it was always in reference to Krakoa, but it only ever came up and was furthered and talked about in Excalibur. Because because other worlds was thinking that there was they were anti-mutant yeah. so it was like i don't know an opposing force but but i like what you're saying with about uh an Araco title that's cool i like that i'm into that it sounds like the captain burn Corps is going to be dead yeah they're dead they're all dead he brought them back at ten of swords and now they're all dead 12 issues later i'm kind of fine with that yeah i mean it was cool but also, at the end of this, is is Betsy still going to be Captain Britain? What else is she if she's not? What does she go by? Is she just Betsy? She can't go by Psylocke because that's taken now. Even though that was her name before the whole Kanan thing. The whole Kanan thing. You know, her accidentally, up. accidentally stealing think, the identity. I think Kanan can get the name since she didn't have her own personality for, you know, years. Betsy didn't do that on purpose. I didn't say that Betsy did it. I just said in the breakup. She should at least get the name. <laughs> you get the hot Japanese body and the name. That's messed up. But Betsy had her own GD personality for all those years. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Do you think... Kanan was like a freaking, just a vessel. Just like she was trapped. Yeah, in a little section in the back of her head. That's just messed up. Do you think Merlin will be able to conquer Otherworld completely? Oh, no. I don't think Mer. I don't think... It's not Merlin takes over Otherworld. It's Otherworld falls. So it's just going to crumble into pieces and nobody gets it. Nobody gets it. It's done. It's done. Ah, man. All those data pages for nothing. All those data what pages. Else is new? Run me in circles. Make me make a board and a spreadsheet. <laughs> ruin my life for nothing. Mutant-led provinces are left. You get Mercator and the Crooked Market. And Dryador is still is still barren. Nothing can grow there. That was an intentional point in last issue. I feel like that's going to come back. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And this last one, I kind of already talked about it, but Saturnine historically has been in love with Brian. And by some of those panels, it looks like she's turning on her feelings towards Betsy. Do we think that there's potential for that? No. No, not having it. She still hates Betsy. What do you mean? She hates Betsy, but my hero. Mm. <laughs> oh. Otherworld Falls, our potential last issue of Excalibur. The only one that we know of because nothing else has been announced. Tell me what's up, Marvel. They're not going to tell you. They're not going to tell me nothing. You ready for Hellions? Always. I'm always ready for Hellions. Are you kidding me? Ah, this was such a good issue. This was a great issue. This was so good. I love the Hellions. I'm so upset. This This we know is ending. Which is horrific. Horrific. This title. Oh, my God. To... Get me turn, <laughs> turned up. Just, just going off. Let's now. just talk about this cover. Two brothers. <laughs> if you've seen Rick and Morty, you know exactly what I'm thinking of. <laughs> two brothers. And they're fighting an alien and armada. Two 
brothers. Coming the, soon next fall. Two brothers in an alien invasion. With the, let's name this movie. This movie is called Two Brothers it's, Fighting. It's just, it's just two brothers. It's, it's just, just two, two brothers. It's just called Two Brothers. Two brothers fighting bad guys because they're mutants and one of them is a robot, but they both kind of look like robots, but one of them is a robot and they, they're doing good and evil, but sometimes it's more evil than good and they're two brothers. This cover tells you what's going on in the story, or at least that it does. At least half of it uh, Oof, tells you. Oof. Oof. This this got dark. Two brothers. Two brothers. <laughs> Let's dive in, shall we? Page turn noise. Conan's mission. Oof. Emma's Oof. sass right here. Come on. Yeah. I just this back and forth is a lot more reserved on Conan's part than I assumed it would be. And a lot more forthcoming from Emma. I just feel like Emma's rocking this boat, even though Kana's daughter is dead because of Emma's orders. And I understand. I understand the fact that it was because Sinister was acting up and doing his thing. And nobody knew about the secret digital daughter of Kanan. And let's be honest, Sinister probably has a backup somewhere because he's Sinister. Probably. But. So you're saying you don't think Emma knew that? Kanan's daughter was in there when she... Correct. Yeah. So. I, I do not think that she knew. And I don't think that... I don't think that she knew when it happened. I think she only found out after the fact when she found out through Havoc mm-hmm. in the last issue. Mm-hmm. I don't think that she's acknowledged it to Kanan in any way, shape, or form. Well, if she acknowledges it to Kanan, then she has to admit what she did. Well... And I feel like it's it's an unspoken... Like... Kanan knows. Right. And that's what this but line... But they don't this line, talk th- about it. I think you do know, and you're wondering who else I've told. Yes. This idea of why she's leaving her post as captain so soon after starting. Mm-hmm. But before we do that, here come the cuckoos. <laughs> we get a little right recap. And overheard by the orphan maker... How long were you standing there? Heads out to Arizona. I'll bring him back. We have protocols for that. Protocols for what? When someone goes off, like this this last line bomb drop though will consider this an order from your captain. I'm the captain now. Yeah. Ooh. Come on. <laughs> oh man. Oh God. I'm... I asked you a question, buttheads. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just I love Orphan Maker, and I never thought I would Where's say that. Where's my little brother? I never. It's just, it's just the violent rage and the twelve-year-old dialogue. You know, it's really interesting too, because you have to take into account thinking about like a child throwing a temper tantrum, and that's essentially what's happening through this entire issue with assault and rifles. The way that he loses control, but the way that a child gets lost. Right. In their temper tantrum and yeah. doesn't really know what decisions they're making. Right. Because he is a child. Yeah. Or at least the mentality, mentality of, of a child. child. Yeah. But the physicality and the armament of a grown Killer. mercenary. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. It's just coming in hot and super angry. Guns blazing. I'm I'm interested in getting more backstory built out for Orphan Maker because we don't know about him, his specifics of his mutation. He was never really fleshed out too much, even after well, his first appearances. Where are you going to get it? This Hellions is ending. That's what I'm saying. Like Hellions is ending. We're not. We have one issue left. Too many plot threads. 
Where I mean, it? the team has basically already said, like, it's over. Yeah, this is like a reunion tour. Mm-hmm. No, there's not a lot. No, I, I just feel like he's... And, and everybody wants to know. Everybody loves Orphan Maker now. Yeah. Nanny's fine. She was, she's been great. She had a great line of dialogue, but honestly, she's making me mad these last couple of issues. Yeah, she's the worst. Yeah. I, I thought I liked Nanny. Oh, but she's, the, she's not as bad as Susan, apparently. <laughs> Susan sucks. <laughs> I love Nanny at the Hellfire Gala, smacking the bottle on the side of the table. Yes. But Nanny now? Mm-mm. Not no. cool. Anyway, it's a title page. Baby Blues. Trauma Response. Written by Zeb yeah. Wells. Art by Steven Segovia. Color art by Rain Barreto. Letters and production by Ariana Maher. VCs, Ariana Maher. You didn't call me out on that the last time. Joe Carmagna is free from VC, but Ariana is not. I missed it last oh, all time. All right, good. I'm just checking you. Checking you. And we're diving back in. Oh, this conversation. Yeah. This is heartbreaking. Oh, he's so sad. Havoc. Can I come, please? Yeah, he, he's he's distraught. It's a great emotional arc for him. I don't remember. I know I'm sorry. I know that. I'm so sorry. And she just says, I know, Alex. I, I yeah. know. And, and oh, just for both of them, for her too, to have to, to look at this guy that was on your team that you led and to, to have to forgive him because he was not in control of himself. Yeah. Well, she knows. And, and I think... From the perspective of the fact that she did so many things over the course of the entire Hellions run that she she maybe wouldn't have done if she wasn't under Sinister's thumb, basically. Yep. Like, to a certain extent, she understands. Mm-hmm. Even though he physically wasn't the one making the choices, and she was, you know, she was making the choices she made, but because she thought that she had yeah, to, right? right? And so she sympathizes with that and I think can understand it on a different level because she too was put in a situation where she didn't really feel in control of her choices. Yeah. Yeah. The emotional expressiveness in his face and hers yeah. in the, I know Alex. Oh my God. I think that's one thing. I don't know. Is this the same artist? Yes. That that's his last issue. Yeah. Yeah. Steven Segovia. That's one thing that's done really and, well. And Rain Barreto, even the colors. Uh, yeah. I feel like the emotions in the faces are really wonderful. Yeah. Okay. Why, why is empath not going with them? Why are they so mean to him? Because he's the one that did it. I thought it was Emma. No, that's what I thought too. And it's so it, he was operating under Emma's control or Emma's orders, but he did it. And it's just his. And the so fact that- that's where I'm going to say okay, so Kanan has sympathy for Havoc, but he doesn't, she doesn't have sympathy for Empath. Like, it's it's unclear as to if empath was just following orders from Emma or if he was actually manipulated. Okay, by but Kanan, Kanan. Every time I say her name, I get frazzled. Kanan. Kanan. Every time she did something, she was just quote unquote following orders from Sinister. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. So, and I know that maybe the maybe the whole team doesn't know, right. but she's the one who's flat out like, "No, you're staying here." Well, I mean, so so does Grey Crow too, because Grey Crow has repeatedly yeah, promised like, I'm going to murder and like going to the cradles and erasing this man. Yeah. Oh my God, Kyle, come now, come boy. <laughs> Just goes. Uh, gang's all I here. I feel like this is gonna backfire on them. Empath's gonna retaliate. You think so? Look at the anger in his eyes in that bottom panel. I mean that. 
he also has been this was the first time that he had found friends essentially and he even expressed that last issue that i lost the only friends i've ever had on this place yeah and nobody cares <sighs> you can't sit with us empath it's not wednesday why are you wearing pink he's always wearing pink we only wear pink on wednesdays anyway this data page this memo from this urgent memo from emma, emma Emma running it in this memo. I want proposals on my desk within the hour. Yeah. Let's move. You people. want to talk about running the business? Emma, brings up some Emma, get it, get it. Emma, Emma, the queen of Krakoa. Brings up some interesting ideas on Krakoa. Should we be engaging with anti-mutant extremists on U.S. soil, right? People that are actively plotting to kill our people because it's not happening in our country. Like, can we go to another country and interfere? Orphan Maker and now Kanan are already doing it. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> the U.S. will do it, but yeah, yeah, can do it like, to the well, U.S.? Well, it is America, like, so they should probably understand. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? What are you doing? How, how dare you do my thing That's to me? That's my thing. You coming into my house and telling me how to act? That's America. Side note. The uh, advertisement here for Wastelanders. Yep. I didn't know there was all these other ones. Did we listen to the Wolverine one? These are not podcasts. These are oh. comics that are coming out. Oh. Are you interested in these comics? Yes. Not all of them, are you? <laughs> no. Mm, yes. <laughs> A little. All right. We'll follow I up on that. I thought they were podcasts. No, these, these are comics that are coming out. They're building out on that, essentially that podcast story. and Of that, the, 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 that world, you think? Yeah. And, and potentially connected to the old man Logan world. Cool. All right. Anyway, back to this. Back to our scheduled programming. Oh, the the I do want to bring up the in that data page, only true believers. So there's a ritual of the right that means that these true believers that are committed to their cause have all killed mutants. They all have mutant blood on their hands. And they have a file, they have a memo that details the rituals of the right, which I just think is interesting how much Krakoa knows about the right in their operations. Mm. And just the overall tone of this memo as Emma's acting as the role of foreign diplomacy, getting ahead of the situation before it becomes too much. Honestly, it harkens back what's, to... What's Charles doing? Nothing. What's it, Magneto doing? Nothing. It's It harkens back to X-Men Unlimited number 10, which is like, boys handle this, you know? Yeah. She's like, excuse me, get it together. Stop making out and run the country. <laughs> Uh, Orphan Maker making an entrance. Destruction and anger all over. It's He's, hard. I'm a good boy. It's so hard to take him seriously with this dialogue. I I'm love not it. That's stupid. We have these curious sheriffs who don't want to get involved, but are also keeping an eye out. Yeah. But you know what? You know, when you, I'm looking back now, like rereading all of Orphan Maker's dialogue, it's in the name of this issue. And I know it has to do with what happens later in the issue that it's like trauma response, but. He's basically have this entire thing is a trauma response because yeah. he he's been pushed away by his nanny and he doesn't know why. Right. And, and he's now he's just, just trying, trying to be, to make he's just up trying to be a good boy. He just, this is all his understands, you know, very limited range of emotional. Yeah. Understanding so and badly yeah, for him. competency. But yeah, these two, these two, they're like, you know what? We're going to just kind of stay out of it. But what's that? Where are they going? Hey, look at that blackbird. What 
are these people doing? Drawing the green, on their face with the green chalk. faces. What is happening? Oh, it's war paint. There's just some war paint. They're they're trying to be smileys, but without actually being robots. But like, sit down, Susan. Yes, Susan. Well, I think what. Like, who is Susan? What was the point of that? Is that just one of those like Italians? We're gonna put a silly joke in here, or yes. like, am I supposed to know what's going on with Susan? Give Zeta team their meds, except, except for, for Susan, Susan, which was a quote earlier from. Yeah, now I'm pretty sure. These are all new characters specifically in this arc. And this is just Zeb being funny. And I love it because Susan is going off. They're just like, Susan, please. Even all the members of the team. Yeah, they're like, Susan, chill. Susan, (sighs) we agreed we'd let Barker talk. Yeah. I I do love this, this. This first official preview, essentially, of how Kanan leads as a war captain, right? We mm-hmm. analyze the situation and we respond with equal equal measure. Mm-hmm. How careful do we need to be? Well, they're armed members of a violent anti mutant cult, so I took that as not too careful. Here's yeah, here's my thing. The law is kill no human. So far, we've seen that X Force can Don't do have to whatever they want. Right. So now Hellions can also do whatever they want, or well, the, captains the captains can do whatever they I th- want. I think I think if if you're in war and this. It's a really, it's a really, really dicey question. You're really putting yourself in a sticky situation there. We're like, we have this law, but we can break the law. Right. Those of us in power can break the law when we right. want to. Right. The rest of you can't. And I feel like that's where things are going to come back and bite them is who gets the power and who doesn't. Because even some of the, like the council didn't agree to Kanan getting sworn in. Right. They, they were unaware when this was happening. This was proposed by the, the other council captains is just a facade yes yeah, sure F- of course but also of course. they're also the the reason why krakoa is krakoa a facade <laughs> susan susan chill out havoc is not having any of it no as they just shut it go down. at it oh this teamwork this honestly this really shows the development of them as a team mm-hmm. in comparison to issue one how they approach the situation how they work together well, when they don't have to deal with Sinister. Well, and they don't have to deal with Empath either at the same time. Oh, Empath. This made me think of, and I looked it back up, Beast, I believe it was from Beast, but there's a data page in issue three about the bond between warriors at war and who they will follow and who they will listen to. And he compares Sinister to Xavier and Psylocke to Cyclops. You know, we all listened to and, and followed the word of Xavier. But when the Sentinels came, it was Scott who we followed into battle. And mm-hmm. the power that Kanan now has with these people because of the wounds that they've shared together and, and the blood that she shed for them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's really a powerful message about how you know she has essentially come into her own through this team over this arc. Yeah, that's true. But they divide and conquer as Nanny sneaks off. Nanny, 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 Nanny. <sighs> and then Ugh. I'm having feelings. I love that shot. Oh, my gosh. Such a cool shot. He looks both like epic and sad at the same time. I think that's a perfect combination of descriptors because that's, that's what he is. And just when he gets the baby and how he's... He's holding him. Yeah. And he's being so kind. And then Nanny. Nanny, do I, you I, want to set him off? Like, I got him back, Nanny. Give him here. 
guess you probably say I'm a pretty good boy after all. Shh, you're upsetting him. Right. But I, my precious little baby. Right. Nanny, you're driving me bonkers. Do you not understand what you're doing? Like, you made this murder man. You made him. It's not even that. It's just the sheer, like... Disrespect. It's it's this idea that she got a new baby, so he's not her baby anymore. Right. Like, I don't need you anymore because I have someone else, and that is messed up. Right. So, I'm Because sorry, Peter Nanny. still needs her. You deserve to get blown up. Because that's what's about to happen. But, um, okay, robot baby sentinel, scary. Mew Mew. Mew yeah, Mew. that's right. You know my name. Mew Mew. Mute Mute. Mutant. Mutant scum. Oh, gosh. This, oh, man. Finally forms his first words and gets his first kill as Nanny is blown to pieces by this mutant AI that hates mutants. And, and then... It just he just unleashes straight up snaps this guy's neck. Well, it's because they're all laughing. Like, oh, yeah, oh yeah, just they're his, all laughing about his it. eyes, nanny, and then they're all just laughing about what's happened, and and that this is the tipping point. This yeah. is what sets him up. Like he was already he was already upset. Nanny kind of pushed him even further, but then but he still cares about her. He, he still, still cares about her. her. She is now killed, and these scientists that created this situation I'm are laughing. laughing about it and even on the next page like Ooh. no more laughing like oh my i'm getting chills just going through this again he is unleashed unhinged mm-hmm. even if she was dismissive of him he still cares and protects her honor yep a little too much a little too much because he's lost like, he has no control over himself now and oh and those these poor two guys and they're just trying to do their job. Right. And they're not affiliated, but he doesn't know. He doesn't know. He sees them. They have guns on him. They don't, like, the Hellions are responding to it and something doesn't feel right. And just this bottom panel, their faces, and what did you do? And he I'm just says, sorry. I'm sorry. I couldn't stop. Oh. Oh, and that honestly, last that's page. where I was like, okay, listen. If he can say he's not guilty because of mental illness, I just like, I don't know. Like Sabretooth was just being Sabretooth, I guess. But I get, and I don't know. Now I'm going back and forth on my own statement. Right. Well, because because Sabretooth, I mean, they're both weapons created by certain individuals to be conditioned to who they are. But this this end quote from Nightcrawler. Tragedy comes when trauma does its work in darkness. Yeah. Oh, Nightcrawler coming back with the quotes because he was our, our quote machine for most <laughs> of Hellions, but he's been a little absent lately. Coming back, hitting us with that end. Oh, my gosh. The thumbs down on that preview image of the last one. What would you think overall? I thought this was a great issue. I love Hellions always. 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 I say it every issue. I'm, I'm going to miss this title. Mm-hmm. This one got dark. This got intense in a great way yeah this was so good good stuff that orphan maker outrage havoc's turmoil nanny's betrayal by the right and her quote-unquote baby oh it's been such a great success in the krakoan era hellions hellions yeah and 
to take a team of some of the most random characters ever assembled. I remember when they did the first announcement for Hellions and they were like, it's a team you've never even seen before. You never would have guessed this team. And they did a, <laughs> they did a multi-day reveal of who was on the cover of the first issue. And then the first one I was like, okay, I think it was like Havoc and Kanan was like in the first ones. It's like, okay, cool. And it was like wild child. And then you're like, wait, what? And it was nanny and orphan maker. And Mr. Sinister, I was like, what is this title? Like, who are, why, why do I care about Grey Crow and Empath? And, and now I care about all of them. I know. And you're going to be really sad when it's over. I'm going to be devastated. And they're not going to do anything with these characters. How can you make me care about all these characters? And then what? I don't want anybody else to take this on because I feel like that's the magic of it is that Zeb created emotional arcs for all of these characters. The writing for this is stunning. Yeah. These, these issues have been so good and so good in their own unique way. Right. Um, you know, like the comedy of it mixed with the severity of some of the stories and the deep emotional stuff. And there's been a lot of character development. And I would say, right, we went through all of Fallen Angels to give Kanan a backstory. Right. But really, this did so much more for her than that story did. Right. And it, it really just took that one note of, hey... Here's you have a daughter. got a digital daughter and Sinister's got her. And just her like even Havoc, like Havoc's been through so much. Grey Crow's been through so but like all of them. Yeah. Wild Child's been through so much. There's just, yeah, it's just a really, it was really well done. It's really great. And I am definitely going to be upset when it's over. Right. Because I'm like, I, I don't want, I don't want another team to try and recapture this magic. Because mm-hmm. I just feel like that would cheapen this experience. So if this... This sounds like it's going to be the end of this team, this this unit as it is. Mm-hmm. Yes, Kanan is moving onto the Marauders, and that's great. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, what's happening to Orphan Maker? Because I'm interested. I mean, is he going in the pit? Because that makes sense. I guess. Is yeah. Is Nanny going in the pit? You well, Nanny, she's gone. Is Empath going in the pit? Oof, I don't know. What's gonna happen to Havoc? We're gonna need when a bigger. Comes we're back? gonna need a bigger pit. What's their cocoon? We all fall down Aww. because Humpty Dumpty. Because nanny's nanny, Humpty, Humpty Dumpty. Dumpty. That's that's the first thing that I thought. But like, but also the cover. Ring around the rosy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Full of posy, ashes, ashes. We all fall down. I wonder what the actual historical significance of that nursery rhyme is. I'm pretty sure it has to do with the plague. That makes sense. I'll look it up. I got some questions for you. Okay. Who's going to be at fault here? So is it Orphan Maker for his crimes? Is it Psylocke for her leadership of the team into a situation that they likely shouldn't have gone into? Is it someone else? Something else? Mm, Mixed feelings because there's a part of me that feels like they're not going to say anybody is at fault because of the fact that they were battling the right. And I don't think it would be Psylocke because Orphan Maker was still essentially on his own that whole time. Like they never actually got to the point where they really found him. Right. They never interacted with him until the end. So they, they went there to stop him, but they were too late. So if, if anything, like no matter what, it's on, it, it it would have happened. It would have been on Orphan Maker. I just don't, I don't know if they're, going to blame him because of the fact especially that they focused the title and the quotes on this idea of trauma 
and that he was having a trauma response. So I feel like to then to purposely focus on this idea of, of how trauma affects your response and to then blame him or punish him for that response seems insensitive yeah. in like an, a story arc. So I'm not sure. I I could see them doing something to frame the right for the murders of those two Sheriffs. police officers. Because yeah. really at the end of the day, those are the ones that are really in question. You know, Orphan Maker goes and kills a bunch of anti-mutant bigots that had made moves on Krakoa previously. Right. Okay, you can... And even in that data page from Emma, I can do some things that suggest that... So the council is aware. People are aware that this yeah. is... Yeah. Like, I don't some, think... If those two hadn't died, I don't think there would have been any issues. Right. This this actually would have been a win for the local government. Mm-hmm. And now the fact that we have two sheriffs that... I mean, technically nobody saw them die, so maybe we would just say the the right killed them, and they right. That's what I'm saying. This is our penultimate Hellions issue. Mm. Who has been your favorite of the team? Ooh, what a question! I can't choose a favorite. I think the dynamic of the team as a whole is what makes me like the story so much. I would agree with that. Yeah, I think. The like I would say, Havoc has definitely grown on me the most. I always knew I liked Psylocke. Wild Child is just fun. Yeah. I I mean I do also like Orphan Maker. I would say Nanny had the reverse. Yeah, I was I was I liked gunning her in for the her at the beginning. Now I'm, I'm out on Nanny. I'm out on Nanny. But yeah, I think for me the the thing about this was the is the team dynamic and the way they play off each other and there's not one in particular that I could say, yeah, they're my favorite. Yeah. What about you? I, I would kind of agree with that. I mean, Psylocke and Grey Crow were kinda of at the tops of my list in terms of ones that I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. that's that's done a lot to raise their profile in my mind. But their dynamic as a team is what has made these issues so entertaining and so great to invest in. Mm-hmm. I want to get back to that point that I brought up at the beginning and talk a little bit about Kanan and Emma, because I think it's going to come back up next issue as the Hellions deal with the fallout of their latest mission. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people on Instagram when we were posting about it last issue were saying that Emma deserves to face some justice from Kanan and I know that she can do no wrong in your eyes. No, that's not necessarily true. Okay, that's good. I just <laughs> wanted to get your thoughts on kind of that dynamic between, I mean, she's on the council. She's potentially the queen of Krakoa now. Not potentially. <laughs> Is. Watch the crown. Um. Okay, so I need more information, okay? I need to know if Emma knew, and I need to know how Emma's going to handle once she finds out. I'm pretty sure she did not, based off the clues from last issue. Saying that she didn't know, I don't know that there can be as much of a fallout, or I don't think that there should be as much of a fallout. Because I think that to an extent, and I think with the sassy back and forth, that Kanan knows that Emma did what she needs to do. In order to stop Sinister. Yes. And I think, I do think that Emma should offer some 
apology or acknowledgement at least acknowledgement of what happened and you know admit that that was an awful sort of after effect or or fallout of what happened and not knowing that that was what it was going to be but I also think that Psylocke has this hardened warrior side of her where she knows like if she knows that Emma didn't know and that you know Emma made the choice she made because she thought that was the right choice I think Kanan knows how to sort of put that aside and continue to do her job and that was kind of the acknowledgement at the end of last issue of just what needed to be done was done Mm -hmm. empath yeah now, you said that it's going to bite him. I think so. I was thinking, you know, does he does he do something that saves them in the end of the day, or is he able to do something? Is he? But uh, I think I he's he's the big mystery in all this because he was not there on the mission, but is kind of at the center of their rockiness. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with him, but I I feel like they can't just they can't just write him out. It's not just going to be like, oh, you stay home, and then he's not in the last issue. Like right, something right. is going to happen, and right. I think it's going to be something bad because of that that look in his eye like he yes he maybe acknowledges the fact that he never really had any friends before and he lost his friends but i think that part of the reason why he didn't have any friends before is because he doesn't have that he doesn't understand that those kinds of social connections right and he's constantly manipulating people so he doesn't have real experiences with people he just has the experiences that he wants to have with people and these particular people are not having it and are sick of him and i think because he doesn't really understand real relationships he's just going to take it as like a burn against him or an act against him that they said you can't come with us and not take it as a, oh, I guess I've wronged these people. He'll take it in like a spiteful, yeah, revengeful He's not, he's not going to learn from this experience right. and try to do better. He's basically, you hate me. He's going to be like, okay, well, I thought we were friends and now we're not. So he's going to like teenage girl them. Ooh-wee. Anything else? That's it. That was, that was the two great issues. Yeah. Two goods, two goodsies. Two real goodsies. Doozy, 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 or whatever it's called. There you go. Doozy, doozy. What do we, what can we, or what should we hope to expect next week? <laughs> Pretty sure it's confirmed. Okay. And we are getting X-Force number mm-hmm. 25 and Sword number 10. Sword. We just had yeah. Sword too. Abigail Brand. Which I'm excited for Sword because that was left on a. Oh yeah, with. Uh... Wizkid. <sighs> Ducky. Woof. What are you talking about? Taki Taki Rumba. You know that song? <laughs> no. You don't? Not off the top of my head, no. Also, Dark Ages number three, but you don't read that? I don't know what that is. There's probably some other stuff. Honestly, I thought I was reading uh, this week's X-Men Monday was about the Phoenix song Echo story, which made me want to check that out. Mm. But doesn't really tie to X-Men at all. But they're on the cover of issue two. Some X-Men. And oh. Forge was in issue one. Oh, snap. So I don't know if I got to go find these issues now. And then I'm like, should I have gotten this other issue? I'm reading Death of Doctor Strange. 
And there's an X-Men issue of that coming up soon that uh, we're going to have to read. Yes, that's fine. Maybe I'll fill you in on some of the other stuff that's been happening there. That sounds good. Until next time, old friend. Charles, handle it. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Ex-Wife Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends. The Ex-Wife Podcast is produced in Providence, Rhode Island by Alicia and Justin. Our music is by Quan.